Hey City Church, welcome to another episode of City Church Together. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about an event coming up this Sunday night. At 6 p.m., we will be hosting a panel on racial injustice live on our streaming platform, Church. You can find a link in the description of this episode. Our panelists will include Officer Christopher Williams, who is the SRO for Bradley Academy, Miss Stephanie Turner, a teacher at Bradley Academy, and Dylan Phillips, a Christian hip-hop artist also known as No Big Dill. And we want you to be a part of this event by submitting any questions you have about racial injustice. To submit your questions, there's a link in the description you can follow, and we look forward to hearing from you. So without further ado, I'm going to turn over the episode to Trevor Atwood. Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Thursday, July 16th. Thursday, July 16th. Hope you're well today. We're going to spend our last day today in some of the stories that lead up to the rich man and the Lazarus in Luke 15. And we're going to go back to the parable of the lost or the parable of the lost son or the parable of the prodigal son today to talk about identity. Uh, because that's a a theme and an idea that shows up in what we studied about the rich man and Lazarus. So if you have your Bible, uh, you can follow along or just listen to me. This is Luke 15, and yesterday we read the end of the prodigal son story. Today we're going to read the first of it. So Luke 15, starting verse 11. Jesus also said, a man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate. I have coming to me. So he distributed the assets to them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country where he squandered his estate in foolish living. After he had spent everything, a severe famine struck that country and he had nothing. He went to work for one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. He longed to eat his fill from the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one would give him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food, and here I am dying of hunger? I'll get up, go to my father, and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. So he got up and went to his father, but while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran threw his arms around his neck, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father told his servants, Quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and then bring the fattened calf and slaughter it. And let's celebrate with a feast, because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. That's the word of the Lord from Luke 15. Now remember in Luke 16, in the story that Jesus tells about the rich man and Lazarus, um, that one of the fundamental parts of that story is Jesus drawing attention to the identities of the two people. Remember, the rich man has no name. It has been replaced simply by rich man. But Lazarus, in a very peculiar move in the telling of this story, 
um, Lazarus gets a name. Jesus typically does that does, does not do that. Um, and so he is drawing attention to the fading away of one's identity into riches. And on the other hand, the calling up of Lazarus's identity from sort of anonymity and um, marginalization and poverty into humanization. Like he gets a name, Lazarus, and that name, that identity is grounded in God. Lazarus means God helps or God has helped. So now looking back at Luke 15, we find some of the same theme in identity. Um, and you, you see that when, in particular, the prodigal son um, comes to his senses. Uh, so his identity was in, um, uh, he, he did not want the identity as a son. He sort of wished his father dead. Instead, he wanted his identity to be in the, in the um, celebrations, the parties, the foolish living that came along with the riches that he got from his father, even though he separated his riches from his father, which is exactly the same thing that's happening with the rich man. He's in la he's in uh, luxurious, lavish uh, living based on his riches. So that is what the son does. But the son, when he, the younger son, when he descends. Uh, to the place of the pigs or the unclean, which is where Lazarus was with the dogs, he suddenly comes to his senses, and he has this wrestling with his identity. Notice that the wrestling with his identity has to do with often what the wrestling with our own identity has to do with, and that is with guilt and shame, with guilt and shame. I'm going to show you that in just a second. But note that when he rehearses, when the younger son rehearses this speech that he's going to give when he returns to his father, he has abandoned the idea that he can return to his previous identity as a son. He says, I know I can't be a son, but at least I know my father treats hired workers with dignity and respect and a good wage. So better to be a hired worker. Okay, so why? Why does the younger son assume that he cannot return as a son? Well, it has to do with guilt and shame. Um, I'm going to give you a simple definition of guilt and shame. Uh, guilt is associated with what we have done. So guilt is associated with our actions. So we, we feel guilty or we experience guilt when the weight of our actions is on us. Um, so if I sin or I have done something and I know that I have done this, then I will experience guilt. I know I have done a sin. Shame is more associated with who we are. Shame is an identifier. Shame is when I take what I've done and I apply it or weave it into who I am. Um, you, uh, you, you can see this if you look at the uh, origin story of man in Genesis. In Genesis 3, in the fall, there is guilt over something that has been done that turns into shame over something that a person is. Um, I, I see this in my own children. When they are guilty of something, 
uh, something that they have done, and there's a discussion about what they have done, sometimes rather than repentance, what I find on the other side of that is shame. It is, I am a bad person. I, not, not just I've done a bad thing, guilt, it becomes, I am a bad person, shame. I am the worst. I am my sin. And that is what is going on, I believe, with this younger son in Luke 15. Um, that is uh, that is what is happening with the rich man, um, except he is associate. He hasn't had that breaking point yet that uh, of shame. Uh, he he hasn't understood guilt and shame, but his identity has certainly faded into that. In Luke 15, we have um, the rich man who has come to this breaking point, but. He stays in guilt and shame, okay? It is, I have done this thing, therefore I am this thing. And notice what the father does. The father allows the young man to come back and um, own up to his guilt, okay? So to confess his guilt, confess his action. Father, I have sinned against you. But the father cuts off the son's rehearsed speech that would go into his identity. Therefore, make me one of your hired workers. No, 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 absolutely not. I will restore to you an identity that is not a shameful identity. I will restore to you. Here is the ring. Uh, here's my robe. Here is my ring. Here is my sandals. You are my son that was lost and now is found. You do not have to work your way back into good graces to have your identity restored. Now, let's talk just a minute about guilt and shame and what the gospel of Jesus is and what part of the great reversal is. When we are among the pigs, when um, we have, I talked about the mirror moment, or if you remember, uh, if you remember sort of the, the narrative story um, about a poison song, something to believe in, where in the middle of that song, I, I uh, spoke of at the end of the sermon, there is that mirror moment, mirror, mirror on the wall, see my smile, it fades again. Like, will you, will I ever see myself smile? Will I, will I ever experience joy again? Who am I really? Am I all the things I've done? And this is a question that all of us face in our lives. Am I all the things I've done? So is my guilt related to who I am? And on one hand, the answer to that is yes. The Bible tells us that we are sinners and therefore we sin, that we have rejected our identity as sons and daughters of God, and our guilt is connected to our identity. But the good news of the gospel is that the Father runs to us. The good news of the gospel is that Father Abraham, now translated into Luke 16, Father Abraham sees Lazarus's suffering. Mirror, mirror on the wall, my, see, my smile, it fades again. Yes, Father Abraham, and again, in that context in Luke 16, sees that. God sees that. God responds to those who mourn. The God responds to those who grieve. Um, God comes out to Adam and Eve in their shame as they associate what they've done with who they are, and he provides for them covering. He gives them a promise of what he will do even in the midst of a curse. So what are we to do with that as God gives us a new identity and says, now um, in Jesus Christ, you have the identity of my son. Jesus has 
taken your guilt from you by dying on the cross, raised to newness of life, and invited you into a new identity whereby you carry his name. You are no longer what you've done. Here's what that allows us to do, City Church. It allows us without fear to look at our sin. It allows us without fear to confess our sin because we know that we are not our sin, which means there is no place for shame in the life of a Christian because we are not associating what we do with who we are. The other way around that is now who God has made us to be out of that flows different actions that are not guilty actions, but there are holy, righteous actions. That's what the fruit of the Spirit is. So we have to think about it both ways. Before Christ, our guilt was a product of our sin, which flowed out of who we are as sinners. Now that God has reformed our identity and said, no, 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 you are a son. Welcome back in. No, 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 you are a part of the great reversal. You, Even though you look like you are downtrodden, you are actually blessed by me. Now our good works, our fruit, come out of that new identity that produces all the fruit of the Spirit, peace, patience, um, and et cetera, all the other nine. Um, so today, City Church, let's pray in this direction. One that our guilt and our shame would be seen, that we would see it through the lens of the gospel, that Jesus Christ has forgiven our action and has given us a new identity, that we are his sons and daughters. And two, that the fruit that would come off us, just like before, the action that came off us resulted in guilt now What would come off of us would show people what holiness and righteousness and beauty and all of those fruits of the Spirit are that would point out, point back to the giver of life who is our source, that good things would flow out of us. Let's accept our identity as sons and daughters of God, and then let's ask God to produce the fruit that would show other people the way to return to the Father and be like the Father in this story who goes out to the older son who refuses to come into the party, that we would be party inviters. Let's be silent and pray. Heavenly Father, on one hand, we are guilty because of who we are, broken sinners. On the other hand, in the cross, we know that you have forgiven our sins so that we are not guilty and you have reshaped our identity so that we do not have to live in shame. And so now, Father, through our church, through this new identity, would you let peace, righteousness, beauty, goodness, joy, faithfulness, kindness, justice flow out of us so that other people would see you and know you and know the way is open to the Father for all of those who are in the pigsty, in the pigsty, for all of those who are um, being, whose wounds are being licked by the dogs around them as people ignore them. That the way is open to come in to the Father of Luke 15 or to Father Abraham of Luke 16. That you are ready to welcome them home. Just repent. Just turn and look. Thank you, Father, for the way that you reshape our identity so that we don't live in shame. Thank you, Father, for the justification that you give us in the blood of Jesus so that we don't live in guilt. 
make us a city on a hill, a light to the world, inviting all to come to you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.